Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome to episode 76 of Don't Shoot the Gingers. I am your co-host, Ted Balloon, and I feel very, I feel calmed from our last episode. Yeah, I'm your co-host, John Giles, and I don't, I don't care for this intro. This intro is too, too chillax. Is that, are we still using the word chillax? Yeah, everyone, yep, we are. No, I don't think we ever stopped, I guess we never stopped using the word chillax. Yeah. This intro is too chillax, Greg. What, um... Why are you so zen today? Uh, I was just re-listening to our epi- our last episode, our ASMR episode, and it just kind of got me real chilled out. I think um, sometimes when you think about ASMR episodes, it just it just does make you so zen. You're right. Yeah, like you're from Northern California, and you just like herbal tea. Ooh, you love the herbal tea. Okay. Now it's like getting overboard sexualized. I, I was not going to sexualize us to me. It was just like going, I, w- I just went in for a massage and then you asked for a hand job at the end of the massage that, right there. I Okay. Is, is that a thing? I, I understand it's a thing. I get, I get it's a thing. But how prevalent is that thing? Because I feel like I've gotten massages at... Uh, normal studios uh, uh what's it called zen massage or something like that um at like no- massage envy um oh yeah like they normal, suck like i feel like and, and like i don't really get like i don't get soothed from these massages i don't walk out of there thinking oh this is the best day of my life i feel so comforted i just feel like some stranger's been touching my body for the last like 45 minutes and i didn't care for it but is it an actual thing that people are getting some some HJs and some ZJs on the side? What? <laughs> I think so. Here's the thing. Is that like a massage envy is like a very corporatized version of a massage. I think if you went to like an individual practitioner, maybe in a Southeast Asian country, just throwing that out there, I think it's way more common. My sister-in-law is from the Philippines. She says lady boys fucking crush it in the massage game and – in Manila, etc. What do I need to search for on uh, Charlotte Craigslist when I do? It? No, it's not personalized anymore. What is it now? It's now. Um, uh, oh yeah. People for hire or something like that. What do I need to search for for that to get the real massages? Uh, honestly, I think you go to Backpage.com if that still exists. I think that's where people were selling sexual favors at a okay. discount. I do remember uh, if you were selling yourself. You didn't say dollar amounts because that was wildly Ill- illegal. But you said that uh, like roses were required. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a ten rose girl, and I don't know if that means ten dollars or ten thousand dollars. I'm not sure what a rose is in the sex game, but um, yeah, it, it, roses, not dollars. John, what are you drinking? That looks really good. Um, it is. Ooh, this is a new concoction I, I read about uh, in the New York Times because I'm sophisticated. Uh, uh-huh. It's called the um, man. I don't remember what it's called, but it's kava. It's it's three ounces of champagne. Well, ratios are out of the way because I added more more rum to it afterwards. But it's traditionally supposed to be three ounces of champagne, one ounce of rum, half a tablespoon of lime juice, half a tablespoon of simple syrup. I did honey instead of the simple syrup. I did a cup. I, I probably did equal parts champagne and rum. Uh, 
It sounds like it'd be tasty. With the lime and the honey. Yeah, they're, it's really tasty. It's really refreshing. The cava itself is nice and bubbly. What's a cava? Uh, it's a Spanish champagne. So champagne has to be from the champagne region of France or whatever. Wow. Uh, so Prosecco is the Italian one and Cava is the Spanish one and they're all different, but they're all, they're all champagne. Just I don't green. much care for European types. Yeah. Yeah. You yourself are a Northern European. So only tech dude, people fucking. Okay. Here's the thing that pisses me off about European people. All right. It, I've been waiting to say this kind of shit until we had a global pandemic. Episode 77. Of don't shoot the gingers is where the the gloves come off <laughs> yeah here's what i hate about these fuckers not even just europeans but like other uh whatever any, any everyone who's not american okay For, first we of all call them foreigners <laughs> yeah and 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 they're taking our jobs so <laughs> here's what i hate about them okay <laughs> they're too hard working no no, no you're seeing real stuff you don't I, i'm not they Fuck understand the metric system. Fucking get me the imperial system, dude. Okay, here's what pisses me off about Europeans, and as much as I love them, if you if they ask you where you're from, you ought, you're fucked no matter what you do. Some of these goofy bastards, because if you say I'm from the states, they say obviously I know that. What state are you from? And then I say, you know, Minnesota, and they're like, what the fuck is that? So already you're fucked because you're not being specific enough. And then if they say, where are you from? And I say, Elk River, Minnesota, they're like, well, how the fuck? You you think I know so much about the U.S.? You think I know that much about the U.S., you self-centered fuck? And I'm like, dude, fuck these guys. So since you know both sides of the polarity there, hit yeah. the dead middle. Just say you're from you know Midwest America. Um, yeah, but I didn't realize that until like now that's what I would say. I would say something like that. I would like say, oh, I'm in the upper mid, I'm in the, uh, Northern part of the U S Minnesota. Now I would say that, but those first interactions that I had in like Australia and different parts of like Germany and elsewhere, just having those interactions where those cheeky cunts are like, oh, you're American. We already don't like you. But they're overcompensating for the fact that they actually really like our culture, but they feel guilty about it because all they do is cop everything that we do. And they're like, oh, fuck America. But then also they watch all of our movies and TV shows and listen to our music. Levi Blue James. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I would I would say that I am. Um, let's see. How would I clarify? I would say that I am from the racist belt in America. The yeah. racist Southern Belt in America, but I, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable there. Oh, I don't care for the, what they believe in, but I am in that belt. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to play that game trickily, but that's the best way to describe to them where I'm from without being pedantic about it. Oh, you're saying that's how you would describe to a foreigner where you're from? You'd say you're from the racist belt. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the racist part of America, but I'm not part of that group. Yeah, I think they'd get it. I think they'd be like, oh, mm, all right. You're, you're fair. See, even that's kowtowing to their bullshit. You're, you're like, oh, okay, look, you grew up in North Carolina, but I also spent most of my adult life living in the dirty South, and I was able to contrast it with my experiences in the upper Midwest. What I saw in the South capital, with a capital S, Texas, one, Texas is not the South. Texas is its own thing. When people say Texas is the South, I'm like, bro, you've never, you've never been to the Texas south. has you... flown seven flags or six flags, or probably six flags because the amusement parks. They've flown six flags for a reason. They have a whole different culture. Exactly. 
Um, Did you just uh, dawn on yourself that Six Flags Amusement Parks is named after the Six Flags that flew over Texas? Yeah, I didn't know that it was a Texas. I never associated Six Flags with being a Texas-born company. Interesting. Six Flags of Texas. Wow, that makes it funnier. That make that makes the clientele at Six Flags make a lot more sense. But <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying, my brother's like, "Hey, do you want to go to the water park?" I'm like, "I'm not swimming in the same water as those people." I know that I'm really alienating a lot of different people here, but I kind of don't give a fuck also, anymore. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like gross fat people is what I mean. Um, those people, come on, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Um. But what I was saying, okay, in the Dirty South, I never experienced more open racism anywhere else I've ever lived. But at the same time, I've also never experienced more racial harmony than anywhere, like more interracial couples, more like interracial friendships, and also more interracial hatred in the same place. It's true that the South gets the bad rap for being, uh, you know, the, the racist confederate, um, which it is... The birth, the birthplace of the Confederacy is. I mean, even then, that's Virginia. That's farther north than where I am. Um, but I think if you were to ask where the most racist people were, people would respond like Boston or Philly or something like that. Um, like the white people in Philly or or like Boston Red Sox fans in general are yeah. the most racist people. But then the South as a whole is the racist region. Yeah, but I think. What I saw, Minnesota, perfect example. Like growing up in Minnesota, we weren't as known for stuff like, you know, killing unarmed civilians by putting a knee on their neck. Like that wasn't something that really was associated with that state. But like the racism that I saw in a place that didn't have a lot of black people or didn't have a lot of non-white people outside of the city centers was that the racism was based on like the unknown. Whereas like racism in the South, it's at least as fucked up as it is, it's rooted in the fact that like their neighbors are black. Like mm. they hate black people because of something somebody they know did. And it's like, okay, you went too far in extrapolating it, but at least it's based on something. So it, I, I wonder if going back to the, the Europeans believing what they believe in us, I wonder <laughs> yeah. if, if they have the same fear when they meet us, like G- Germany, for instance, if you are German Odds are, it, outside of me, who has my knowledge of random cities all over Europe, <laughs> yeah. If, oh, yeah. if, if some person was just like, oh, yeah, I'm from Dusseldorf, most people would be like, that doesn't fucking answer the question. Where, like, where are you from? Like, where are you from? Yeah. But if, if they just say Germany, I think someone's going to be like, Nazi. Like, yeah. That's the only reference they have to Germany, Nazi. You, you are a descendant of a Nazi. Boom. There's my, there's my clarification. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm from Germany, but I'm not the I'm not a Nazi descendant, or I, maybe maybe I am, but I don't agree. A whole weird argument comes out of that. Yes, and I mean nobody Same thing wants for to... Scandinavia Viking. Yeah, you're a Viking. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're more than just Viking. We we have culture. We have we're not just Vikings. No Viking. Yeah, that one that one's cool though. Like I would never if somebody called a German person a Nazi, they'd be pissed off. Somebody called me a Viking, I'd be like, oh gee whiz, you know. I think the Vikings were just the nazis before news the nazis before news yeah that is very because interesting they, they were they were they wanted their culture to be the only culture they came through and they raped and pillaged and got rid of whatever lands they wanted and they said this is mine now yeah and that's that's what the nazis did 
So I mean, they did it more on a cultural. They said, "I don't want that culture to exist." And I think yeah. the Vikings just kind of went through and they said more, "I want the land, I want the women, I want the resources." But tomato, tomato. That's pretty much that's conquerors all throughout old history, though, where it was just more like, "Oh, I, it's a power or land grab or money grab," but as why, opposed to, why "I want to exterminate." Get to be cool conquerors, while others are not cool but they are both evil conquerors. I think just the amount of time that has passed, like uh, people in Germany want to pretend like they're so far removed from uh, Nazism. And it was just like less than a century ago. Whereas the Vikings were like a millennium ago. You're a Viking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like the Minnesota Nazis instead of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. That is one thing in the in the OOTP game that I was I never I made sure to have no Nazi references. Nice, <laughs> that's a very that's a very good choice that you made there. Uh, one moment, I'll be right back. Twenty seconds. Yeah, that's fine. I'm Talk gonna, amongst yourselves. Of course, I'm just gonna. I got a text message from somebody, and I'm just gonna read it out loud. I don't even care what they said. Um, oh man, somebody says enjoying the book. My friend sent me a screenshot of somebody saying they're enjoying the book. I'm only a couple of chapters in, but Larson's a good writer. That's referencing me. Um, I think that's pretty flattering. Nice. I have no clue yep. what you said, but I'm really curious. But at the same time, do I need to know or do we just continue going? <laughs> just keep going. Because here's something really important, John, that I really wanted to ask you some questions about. Okay. Um, I was doing my tax. Taxes kind of piss me off, but I also once I get into them, I, I enjoy doing my taxes. This already sounds like the beginning of a bad stand-up routine. Like, you know what pisses me (laughs) off? (laughs) Why don't they make the whole airplane out of taxes? (laughs) And so I figured that what I would do, I haven't haven't vetted any of these questions. I went into the TurboTax archive and I wanted to ask your tax advice. I have six questions. I kind of, I'll bounce back and forth between the two of us because all I did is I went into the community um, help area of the TurboTax website. And I would just type in key phrases like butthole, uh, Jews, um, roller coaster, and these types of things. And I just took whatever seemed the most interesting. And I created, I found questions from real TurboTax users. Well, do we need to play our tax music intro? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to insert this. Actually, uh, Brian, we're going to insert this in a post right now. Fuck yeah. Greg and John, do your taxes. Greg and John, do your taxes. Greg and John, do your taxes. And don't shoot the gingers. Greg and John, do your taxes. Greg and John, do your taxes. What? Greg and John, do your taxes. Tax. Taxes. When you put Bro. pictures of us, when you put pictures yeah. of us on the uh, as stills for the YouTube, don't have it mm-hmm. be this. Uh, this episode is going to be called the Minnesota Nazis. Okay. I'm really pushing it, dude. Cause here's the, here's what I've realized. Here's what I've realized. Who's going to cancel me. You know what I mean? Who, who, who? You've already sold your book. You've already, you've already made your, your, your coin. You already bought Who's going to cancel me? That's my question. What do you do with all that coin, Greg? Um, you know, That's my goal sweet, is one clubby coin. One of my goals is to, um, is to use that money to launch into a, um, a uh, an audio drama. Like 
I already sold the audiobook rights. And apparently I can also do an audio drama rights, which is like a dramatic reading of the book with voice actors and stuff. And I want to use the, the clubby money. I mean, I'm not going to get my second royalty check until like August, but I want to use that money to create the audio drama. And then can you get, yeah. can you get like Alex Marzo and can you get like all the, like Trey Mancini and uh, Alan Mills? To play? Oh my God. Alan Mills is himself. Alan Mills recording in front of a microphone for, well, <laughs> Well, I, I just want you to know, uh, is this thing on? That's my, wow. that's my best. That's a hell of an Alan Mills impression. impression. You know what's From interesting is that conversation he had with you where I could only hear him at like 20% volume. That's yeah. my best Alan Mills impression. <laughs> Alan Mills. You know what's odd is that I actually, that seems like such an obvious idea and I hadn't thought of it. It would make so much sense. It'd be so rad. That's why I'm your yeah. agent. That's why I yeah. make 40% of all your profits. Here's the first tax question submitted by T, uh, T.A. Graber 77. And the title of the question is, I donated a burial plot and, and concrete liner that I inherited to a charity. Is that deductible? And then here's the details. I owned a burial plot and concrete in Florida that I inherited from my parents. My mother is buried in Maryland, so I wanted to donate the plot to the Jewish Federation of Miami. Is that deductible? What do you think, John? Um, I think that I, I think it is deductible because they've managed to write everything into the tax code and funerals are okay. Here's my, here's my thought process. America's tax code was written by privileged white men. And in over the years, privileged white men... You're overcompensating for our earlier conversation. Please go ahead. <laughs> privileged white men have traditionally been Anglo-Saxon, Catholic, or Protestant. Both of them believe in an afterlife. So both of them have a lot of stock in funerals. And you, yep. when you don't die, you don't just throw your body away. There is a funeral, there's a service, because we're, we're putting the body to an afterlife. So even if it's just in dumpster, yes, but it, there is still some sort of service and that service requires a funeral and that funeral needs to have some sort of tax code for people to violate and people to make extra money on because the American rich can make money on the church. So I don't know why it's tax deductible, but I believe that the American rich will make money off of a Christian religion or not even necessarily Christian, but an afterlife religious belief. Uh, yeah, because th this is the Jewish Federation of Miami we're talking about here. Yep. And so Carolyn M., uh, who's a level one tax ex expert, agrees with Man, you. She I says, really yes. was hoping you were going to say she's like a level one Jewish. <laughs> she's, she's, just, she's, she's entering the, the very beginning stages of Judaism. She's a level right. one. Um, uh, she says, yes, this is a charity donation. You will need a letter from the Jewish Federation of Miami with the date and value. Since the value is likely over $500, you will need form, blah, blah, blah. But TurboTax will walk you through every step. Bullshit. And then T.A. Graber says, is the value of the donation based on the purchase price from 1979 or the current value? Carolyn says, value. she says, include both your cost and the current value, which seems confusing as hell. It's got to be current value. Why would you even include the cost? Because think about it as you own that burial plot the same way that you own a house. And when I sell a house, I don't sell a house based on its value in 1979. 
I sell a house based on its value right now. I can say what it was worth in 1979, but it doesn't affect the value. So that yeah. should be the same thing for a burial plot. I just wonder, so for people like us, is anybody really checking? Like people like us really don't get audited. Like we can just say what we want. You got audited? Yeah. Cool. What happened? So I was working for, um, I'm actually not going to say the name of the company because it's a company that was owned by someone that we all know. Um, I'll I'll tell you after the fact. So I was working for a company in college and um, I I worked uh, maybe two or three months there. And in that two or three months, I I made, you know, $11 an hour or something like that. I was purely just... I need some dollars so I can buy a sub, uh, you know, a substation to a big old 18 inch sub that'll last me three days. Um, so I worked for them for a couple months. I don't know, $11 an hour for two or three months. I probably made $3,000 maybe like not like just the bare minimum. That's a Carolina fortune. That's a Carolina fortune. Well, a decade later or maybe eight years later, I, got a notification in the mail saying that um, my 20, 2011, something like that tax return was wrong. And um, I was, what What are you talking about the tax return was wrong from that long ago? What are you talking about? And I looked into it and they said that I made $9,999 working for this company. And uh, I only claimed that I made whatever, Mm $2,800, which Looking at those two numbers, it's very clear that I only made the lower amount because why would I make up a $2,852? And the other one is 9999 Very, yeah. very clearly under a threshold. Um, yes. So it, it must have been some sort of threshold that if, you, if your employee makes less than $10,000, then you don't have to provide the proof that he worked that amount. <laughs> So I got this nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, and it says here is an extra whatever seven thousand dollars of income, and now you owe forty percent of that. So here you owe, I think it was a roughly three thousand um, dollars. There was like pay, pay up, and um, I was like, uh, I don't know that. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't work that far. And they're like, well, it says here you did that. I was like, if I made when I was twenty-one years old, if I made ten thousand dollars in three months. Do you think I would have left after three months? I would have continued doing that job at 21 years old, making $3,400 a month. You think I would have left that? I was making $1,000 a month and it was like working my ass off to get that thousand. Uh, And the lady like, I mean, obviously that's, sir, you owe the money. I I don't think I do. Um, I fought it and I ended up having to pay some, I don't remember how much I had to pay, but I had to pay some of it. Uh, But I was able to get like a settlement down on it. Wow. Because I didn't have proof. I didn't have my old my old tax forms. I didn't have proof other than so I I I sent in all my bank records that had where all the checks came in, but mm-hmm. they're also it was left incomplete because they said that I could have taken those checks to a check in the cash or something like that, where it might it or another account that I'm not showing them. So just because my accounts don't show how much I made they couldn't prove that I also didn't make more money or I don't know why they didn't involve that other company, but I had to pay a little bit. Wow. So they never even contacted. I, now I have to know. Ah, I'm very curious to know. I have a sneaking uh, suspicion. You have a sneaking suspicion. I'll tell you afterwards. 
It, let me, is it something that, is it somebody or some entity that I would potentially guess right now in 2021? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you probably would have guessed, you probably would guess it. It's where a lot of our friends worked. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay, here's the question. Again, I have not vetted these questions. By the way, that's that kind of pisses me off for you, just that like they show up and then they have no burden of proof other than some fraudulent fucking 1099 or yeah. whatever it was. Um, okay. I did not vet these questions other than I just type in butthole and find a, a question for it. So I'm going to ask myself this question. Wait, before you ask this out, I'm going to, well, since you're asking it to yourself, I'm going to write in butthole tax deduction. <laughs> yeah. And there is a significant number of anal discomfort tax, tax deductible donations that are done. <laughs> like anal discomfort is a tax deduction. Boom. <laughs> Wait, what? Continue, Greg. <laughs> Okay, so this is from Maggie May 0562. She oh, says, I, I sell... She's nice. She's dumbass. I sell a food product. Is is product I use as samples and corn chips to promote the product <laughs> considered advertising expense? <laughs> I like how a product can be used one of two ways. It can be a sample or it can be a corn chip. <laughs> <laughs> And corn chips. So is the uh, is the food product that she uses for samples uh, considered an advertising expense? Now that seems like a pretty good question, actually. Are samples advertising? I believe they should be. They're part of marketing, and marketing should be a subsection of advertising. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna also go with yes. That it's count now. I want to see how much the corn chips aspect of this question throws off the tax <laughs> as- expert because, because why corn chips? I think I, I found this one because I typed in the word Fritos as a keyword. Um, so that kind of gives us a clue as to where this conversation might go in, might be going. So it might be only specific types of corn chips are counted as advertising expenses. No, no, so also, that's a ridiculous I, I like, assertion. I like the idea that a, this tax advice person is going to say, if you're giving away your product as a sample, yes, it is tax deductible. But under code 18B-241, if you're giving away your product as a corn chip, it is not deductible. <laughs> I'm going to say that she's going to have some burden of proof that there's some event that it is for uh, that's like advertising related. I think... You can allot yourself any number of, there has to be some sort of minimum, so some sort of maximum, but you can allot yeah. yourself a, a sample allotment and that sample can be tax deductible. The reason why, I don't actually know this for a fact, but the reason why I assume this is in my company, I have to get a lot of samples from all of our vendors, uh, um, whether it be a, a new plate, a new glassware, a new napkin, a corn new chip. whatever, uh, a new corn chip, and they will gladly send it and we don't ever pay for any of these samples. So we just ask for a sample and then like three days later it shows up. Um, we've never had to pay for any of them from any of our vendors. It's not like we have a special relationship with a particular vendor. We ask for a sample, they send us a sample. That has to be like included in an advertising budget or advertising. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that can't even be included in a budget. That has to be included in some sort of tax deduction. There's no way they would budget for all the samples that we request. Now, you said that even places that you don't have a relationship with will send you samples. Could I, as an individual, 
ask for them for a sample from them and have some sort of letterhead that says that, you know, RBD, but distrib- distribution or something. And they would send me samples. So my purchase manager does the sample requests. So I don't know how she does it, but I assume it is, we work for Carolina bar supplies. We're looking to try to bring in this straw. Can you send us some straws so we can see if we want to sell it? And I mean, more often than not, a hundred percent of the time that I'm aware of, maybe there's a 10% that I'm not aware of, but we get those samples. Wow. I want to start requesting samples from places and start getting some of this corn chip action. If you ever want a single corn chip bag, you let me know. I'll get you a sample. <laughs> it costs like $4 for them to ship this 50 cent bag of corn chips to me. And then you ship it to me for another four. It's like we put in like a total of 10, $15 just to get me one bag of corn chips. We did it. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. We game the system. Okay. Here's the response. And it's not even, it's not even from, it just says from Dexter, a new member. And he says, Dexter's not a tax advisor. (laughs) You got that right. And now somehow he, father's basement. He did bold, uh, text at one point. He says, I think that's a bold, totally appropriate and bold way to record that. (gasps) That's all we have. What a totally inappropriate way to use the bold. (laughs) I think that's a totally appropriate way to record that. It's like me having a general conversation and all of a sudden getting loud for no reason. Yeah. I don't care for it. That's the only response we had to that question. So, Wait, Dexter is the only person who responded. Yeah, no tax experts. We got to let Maggie know. She has to know what's up. Can you still respond? Um, I think so. Ooh, this one has multiple answers. Okay, this one's going to be a good one. Yeah. If you respond, can you use all caps lock and then like every now and then a sentence be on caps lock? Just to <laughs> yeah. extra back. Uh, yeah. I wonder if you can get their their home phone numbers and addresses from their profiles. Let's call okay. Maggie May up. Here's one that um. I have someone in my phone named Maggie. Should I just call her and maybe that's the same person? Dude. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So to be clear, to be clear, Maggie was um, our uh, our RA freshman year. (laughs) Her name, her name is Maggie Moo in my phone. Maggie Moo. Okay, we're calling. Fuck yeah, you are. You Wait, isn't it? your microphone? No, isn't your microphone on your headphone? No, it's right here. Oh, okay. I don't think it's calling. Well, okay, it didn't. It it ended the call. Well, I don't want to leave our fans. Hold on, I'm gonna find a random. We got to do with some random phone call. Okay, here's here's a contact in my phone that I know has been there for a while. the The name is I Dunno, and it says I D U N N O. I'm calling it, and okay. just for a just for some clarity, it's a seven six three Minneapolis phone number. So, oh, Elk River. So what? this, yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna say if you could. Uh, slack me or, or, or send in the chat what the phone number is i'm gonna see if i can find it on my side <laughs> okay i'm gonna do my so Swiss in, thing my researching 
in, in the meantime, so this phone number is the is one of the phone numbers that I've seen in my phone since I was in high school. And it's one of those that it's just transferred with my contacts for years and years. And so ah, now we're going to make good on it. Mobile uh, speaker. Well, that's Can loud. you hear it? Okay. Yeah. Mine didn't ring. Mine was just silent until it ended the call. Let's see what, what are the, the odds, voice boy or girl? Boy. If it's from high school, it's definitely a boy. You didn't have any girls' phone numbers? No, I didn't get our girls' phone number until last year. You didn't have the girl that you proposed to's phone number? <laughs> Hi, you've reached every cell. Just send me a message and I'll call you back. That was a female. I think <laughs> I think you had a secret crush in high school and she put her phone number in your phone. Yeah, dude. Fucking cool. I think, I think cool. she put her phone number in your... She put it in as I don't know. She knew that one day you would have a podcast and, and that <laughs> you would be doing prank calls. And you would be like, I have a phone number that I've never called before. And she knew this would happen. That genius little skank. <laughs> <laughs> you can call... I just want to point out that you were about to call her a genius little slut. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was what you were about to say. Do you, do you have any uh, sleuthing uh, sleuthing evidence? I didn't get a. What? Where'd you send me the? Uh, you sent I slacked slack. it to you. Yeah. Oh, I was in the chat. Hold on. Continue on. I'm gonna continue sleuthing. Sure. So I'm gonna just check. We got another uh, tax question. We're just gonna throw it out there. We'll both answer it. This is from Blay Lane. Stupid. Uh, this the title of it is child father. Period. Now, first Wait. of all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't even know i don't know where i was gonna go with it what are I know your thoughts I'm on get... that a child father is how somebody who's in an anti-vax mom facebook group would say baby daddy um so i claimed our eight month olds yep that person from the i don't know is from wayzada minnesota ah wayzada that's what i said yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of weird town names up there. So this one from Blay Lane starts, so I claimed our eight-month-old son, full stop, period, okay? The last two years he owed, I assume the father, not the son, the, the last two years he owed because he was saying he had a dependent but didn't because his ex-wife claimed their daughter. Already I'm lost. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on. All right, okay. So he claimed he had a dependent. But it was actually his wife, his ex-wife that was claiming it on hers. So that means they were filing separately. She was claiming that child as her dependent. But he was saying he's already claiming independent. But he wasn't. He clearly wasn't because she was. She as in, okay, hold on. We need to use. The ex-wife. Yes, yes, yes. He's fraudulently saying, I, I can't. I can't pay you, Blay, stupid name, because I'm already I already have a dependent. But Blay yeah. is saying, no, uh, uh, our ba- the baby daddy does not have a de- dependent. That's his ex-wife's daughter, and the ex-wife has claimed that daughter. Sure. He's mad now because he will owe six hundred dollars, which doesn't seem like that much for two years. 
and is telling me I have to give him half of my tax return, which is six grand. I assume she's saying the $3,000, which would be half of that six grand. But most of that money is from my job. Yep, that's how taxes work. So why does he think that he should get her money? (laughs) Oh, none of this makes any sense. How can I file out what half of the child taxes? This is chaos. this is madness, dude. I feel like Judge Judy trying to listen to one of these ratchet ass bitches talk about their kid. And since he was only a, he was only alive for six months of last year, oh, what shit. a weird he way. <laughs> Wait, so so he died, and she's still trying to claim that he's trying to get three thousand of her dollars. No, no, she's saying the baby. She's saying the son was only alive. She's in a very weird way. I think she's saying that the baby was only <laughs> oh, alive for six. July. Yeah, I mean, what a retarded way. Since the baby was, o- since he was only alive for six months of last year, I don't see it being the entire two grand. Please help. This is fucking chaos. But I, I want your opinion. Okay. So, does it say what state they're from? Is it from the racist no. belt of America? I mean, how could it not be? I mean, I assume it would be. So, okay. A, a, a boy and a girl fell in love and they had a child. And then, but okay, but this man also fell in love once before and had a child with an, another lady. And now he's saying he's paying for the other daughter, but the, that other daughter's already been paid for. It doesn't matter if I can't. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm going down a lot of roads right now in my mind. I'm with you. But that's because this person went down a lot of roads. Yep. Legally, this dude. Even if he had a previous marriage and now a current child, whatever, if he's the father of both of these people, he re- is required to pay for both of them. It's not like I, I'm already paying for one. You can't, you can't swindle me into paying for two. So he's Amen. required to pay for the second one. And honestly, at that point, everything else is moot. He, she is not required to give him an extra three thousand dollars for whatever. Give me half of your tax refund for what? That, that, that's not that's a total negligible thing right there yeah. i i am flames coming out of the side of my face with this guy right here this guy is the reason why america is no longer number one this guy's the reason i don't care for him gregory frozen no i'm here i'm just i'm just flabbergasted at all of this look i think he okay so he owes the money for both kids. He does not owe the wife anything except for right. the money for the other kid. Yeah. The wife doesn't owe him anything is what I meant to say. Yeah. And I think that's full stop. I think that's yeah. full stop. Yeah. This guy, he seems, I, I gotta be honest. I kind of want to see these people interact because this guy seems like he's pretty crafty that he can convince she says you owe me six hundred dollars, and he says actually you owe me three thousand dollars. What is the ratio? What's the ratio of shirts he owns to sleeves he owns? Huh. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shirts to sleeves. I'm gonna so say a he's got six shirts. Typical ratio would be one shirt to two sleeves. I'm gonna say he's got six shirts, and half of them have sleeves. I'm gonna say it's a one to one. One to one ratio, six to six. He has six shirts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How many of those? So that means he has six sleeveless shirts. How many of those? Three sleeveless, sleeveless shirts. shirts. Oh, three, three sleeveless, sleeveless shirts, shirts. and Sorry, three uh, sleeves. Yeah. Math was never my strong suit. 
uh, three sleeveless shirts. How many of those sleeveless shirts have collars on them? No. None? Not even like a like a button-up? Like a little button-up <laughs> sleeveless? I could see a, like rocking a, rocking a, like a Maui gym. <laughs> Can I... Okay, here's what we have at this... Here's what we have as a reply. This is like oh, top level. This motherfucker has a... Someone responded and they have a badge that says champ and their name is Xmas Baby Zero, level 15, and they have a verified check mark on fucking TurboTax. Level 15 Judaism? <laughs> yep. Here's what she has to say. And it's, trust me, it's uh, as convoluted as you would expect. So... If your child was born in 2019, you need to say he lived with you the whole year. You must say that in my info for a newborn. Your situation is unclear. Thank you. We cannot tell from your post whether you and your child's father live together. If you all live together, if you all live together, like the ex-wife and everyone, uh, then only one of you can claim the child. The other parent should not enter anything about the child on their tax return. If you so do I don't not, think the ex-wife is included there. It's just the it's just the mama and the daddy and the baby. Gotcha. And if if they all live together, then the mama and the daddy should both claim the kid as a as a as a dual dependency. I gotcha. But the, so if you, the, the, I think the la- the lady who's responding, XMS baby, who's responding, is rightfully confused as to where the man lives because we don't know if the man lives with first wife, second wife. If the man lives with a third lady, if the man lives in a shoe, we're not yeah. sure of his whereabouts. I mean, we can reasonably infer he's living with. I bet this dude is living with his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. She so she, she says has a better. If, she has a better boxed wine selection. Yeah, I mean, she's got a bomb pussy. Okay. <laughs> if you do not, if you do not all live together, and you are the custodial parent. Then as far as the IRS is concerned, you are the one who can claim the child as your dependent. If you want a breakdown of everything, and then this bitch literally included 10 links. Disclaimer, every effort has been made to offer the most correct information. Jesus. Okay, hold on. I need to read the next response, please. Yeah. It's a much less professional response from S. Shackleford 77. Here's what what S. Shackleford says. Girl, you do not have to give him half of nothing. If you have a custody agreement for the child, then it may include an agreement, blah, 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 blah. I want more of the... That's crazy that she just wrote blah, 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 blah. That's wild that they allow that on the tax form. The IRS accepts whoever files the kid's social security number first, meaning that, and I'm assuming here, but most likely you, like most moms, have your child full-time year-round and work your ass off to provide food, shelter, clothes, diapers, etc. for him and baby daddy probably pay a little ass child support check and drop the kid off to his mama or sister or auntie house two Fridays a month. (laughs) She's definitely not projecting. She's not projecting anything. She definitely has no personal experience of this exact situation. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, unless taxes is in your custody arrangement, one, if dad ain't provide equal physical and financial support in all aspects, he ain't providing half the kid's support. Two, you Dude, filed your return first. Put that on a bumper first. sticker. Put that if dad <laughs> ain't provide on a bumper sticker. <laughs> you filed your return first. You work hard to look after that baby. That's yo money, and don't let nobody tell you different. Enjoy that check, sis. Winky face. <laughs> you know what stands out to me in all that? What? The absurdity in our tax code, again, written by rich white males. 
that whoever files first gets to claim <laughs> dependency. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, honestly, if she files first, if he, whoever did it first, they, they get the baby. <laughs> like, we're, that we're is assume. fucking foolish. Well, we're assuming that, uh, rightly, rightfully so, we're assuming S. Shackelford knows her tax code. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And you know what? If he ain't providing, <laughs> if he ain't, can you read me that line again? I want to put that. On, yep. I want to immortalize that on a bumper sticker. If dad ain't provide equal physical and financial support in all aspects, he ain't providing half this kid's support. There it is, man. That's those are words to live by. Yeah, I guess. As you and, one, and I, as future dads, yeah, those are words to live by. You gonna be a dad? Uh, yeah, I think that I I want to be a father. Yeah. To to more than just penguin. To more than just penguin, she's passed the f out right now. But yeah, I would I would want to be a father to a human child that is a product of me having intercourse with a woman I love. Okay. Do you have a preference? I know it's a weird thing to say. Do you have a preference, boy or a girl? And when I say that, I don't I want to have sex with a girl. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I don't mean you're going to love the girl any less because you say I have a preference for a boy as a child. But in your in your future memories of playing yeah. with your kid, yeah. do you see yourself playing with a boy or playing with a girl? I would want to have a son. I mean, ideally, I'd like to have uh, – I'd like to have a – a boy and a girl at some point. <clears throat> but if I was only, let's say I could only choose one, I'd choose a son. We'll get you a son. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a son. Don't, don't you the genders. Greg's got to get a son. He's yeah. Gonna, I think you're going to get a son soon. We're going to, yeah, we're going to, it'll make, we'll make it the, the mission of the podcast. We will put aside tax advice. We'll put aside trivial game shows. We'll put aside, intelligent interviews with smart women and we're going to focus on getting you a son man i would settle for a daughter because then we could tr probably find her in, behind some chinese dumpster would it be easier to find a son or a daughter just to find one i'm, I'm gonna throw something out. i'm gonna throw something out there i think there are more countries around the world that would disown like China is a reasonable example yeah. from yeah. where uh, people would disown a daughter because they would pref prefer a son. But, but currently to get from Austin, Texas to Beijing flights. Ooh, here we go. Wait, Beijing from Austin. I don't know why. It's yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to China anytime soon and it's not because of any uh, viruses. So right now, a one-way ticket. Wait, don't say it. Don't say it. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. You want, oh, <laughs> it's, round, it's round trip. Not one-way. It's round trip. Ooh, okay. Round trip, I'm going to say $2,600. Very similar. Very close. $2,450. A round trip ticket to Beijing is $2,450. Okay. The reason why I bring this up. Is it easier for you to go to Beijing and find a kid? <laughs> $2,400. Yep. Uh, whatever the cost of a hotel is in Beijing, $18. <laughs> okay. Or is it easier for you to go through an adoptive process in America? 
I really love the fact that uh, natural insemination is not a, uh, one of the options. We're just having to assume. You, you do not get to have sex. <laughs> in, in, either, in either scenario, you are sexless. You are a Buddhist monk. Okay. You still um, have everything. You've got, you've, you've got it all. And Greg, let me tell you, you've got it all. Yeah. You don't get to use it. Okay, here's what I think about. Because you, if I find a, finding a kid in the U.S., I do the paperwork. I would do the hunting down of uh, services and all that kind of thing. I'd be going through the hoops, the bureaucratic hoops. But if I just went to go find a kid in China, I think I would get off the plane and I would just go to the slums and I'd just start asking questions of like, got any kids? Bring out your kids. Like in a uh, whole month about them. Yeah, exactly. I'm not dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I would do the China route. Wow. So you think, see, I think it's going to be harder than you think. I think people are going to shun you at first. They're going to say that you're there to, to like, you're a predator. You're like, if you're asking for kids, like, no, you don't, you know, I, I know I don't want this kid, but you also don't get this kid. Yeah. It was a technically child trafficking if I steal a kid, but I just want to like, I just want to have it as a, as a son or daughter. I think there are easier ways for you to get sons. Like how? Good. Well, not sex. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not sex. Right. Uh, I think, I, all right. And I'm going to say something very ignorant. I don't know if the adoptive process in America is really long and astringent or if people are looking for something that like, are people being too picky in the adopting process? Oh yeah. And I I know that's, I know that's a touchy subject. I know that's rude, but if someone just wants any kid, like, like honestly, like I just want to raise a child. It doesn't matter like what their upbringing is. I don't, it doesn't matter anything. I just want to make someone's life better. I think it should, it's probably easier than what a lot of the people who are like currently adopting. Oh, I want this. I really want to look for this. I really want to look for this. Um, and they put these filters on it that yeah. make it harder. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, now that I think about it, if I just went to a foster home, I mean, these foster homes, they got to be packed with a bunch of kids nobody really wants. And I just walk in there and I don't really say it ex- ex- explicitly to anybody but I just basically grab one of those kids in the sh- in the cloak of darkness. Nobody's going to be sad like, oh, Timmy, he you know pees on the floor at seven years old. I'm sad that he's gone. Like, no, they'd be happy that I got him off their hands. So I think, uh, I think the, the best course of action for this would be uh, enter a big big brother big sister program mm-hmm. that works exclusively with foster homes, and that way you get into that foster home. You, you build a, not just a relationship with the, with the child, but a build a relationship with the foster parents and the end of foster program. Honestly, two weeks tops, two weeks yeah. of like hanging out with that kid. And then, and then you're probably like, Hey, I have, I, you know, I think we I think we got something. Can we, can I have him? And I'm pretty sure that paperwork is fast tracked. Yeah. I'm not doing any paperwork, even if, if it's fast tracked, I'm just taking the kid. That $2,451 plane ticket to Beijing that's paperwork. If you're wow. not doing paperwork, it's much easier to do it in the States. Yeah, that's right. How are you going to get in other countries without a passport? Passport, paperwork. 
Well, I have a passport. Well, I definitely don't have a vaccine card, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> cash payments, paperwork. What is cash but not paper? That's true. This Take episode of outfits, man. Thanks. God damn it. God damn it, dude. This is easily our most offensive episode yet, and I'm kinda happy about that. We got a lot of stuff off we got a lot of stuff off our chest. We got a lot of stuff off our chest. Um have I been recording this whole time? Yeah, I'm seeing the timer. Eh. If I am, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. Oh boy. <laughs> That's all I, that those are all the tax questions I had, and those are all the child uh child trafficking questions I had. <laughs> So you know how I said that I was audited once before? Um, yeah. And I was audited at someone else's wrongdoing. I think that the next time the government knocks on my door will be because of this podcast. Dude, okay. Honest question though. Yeah. Because here's something that's been on my mind. Like this is actually kind of somewhat serious. Uh, my mentor from grad school was uh, – He's been very famously canceled. I was literally just reading the front page of the New York Times and I see Philip Roth biographer, sexual assault allegations book canceled. And I click on it and it's my mentor from grad school, Blake Bailey. And then all of these people are coming out saying that he's been grooming these young girls when he was a middle school teacher and then like rape allegations, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, this dude these allegations seem credible and there's enough of them that I, I, when I read them, I'm like, yeah, I could fucking see it. Um, but there's been no legal, there's been no legal proceedings. This is the court of public opinion, which should matter some, but there's been no legal proceedings yet. Right now, the people getting canceled are the people, usually the people who have been like in positions of power using that for like sexual exploitation. I, I believe everybody is going to get canceled at some point. It's just going to, Yeah. Not true. Not ne- not necessarily true. It also depends on who hates you. And and I say that very clearly with one person in mind, Matt Gates. Matt Gates, uh, senator from from Florida, who very clearly is in line with child trafficking or not child trafficking, uh, child uh, uh, like child sex abuse and things like that. Like there are like text chains and there, there is a, a clear link of evidence for him and like a 17 year old girl. And, uh, he, because he's in line with the Republican party, because he, um, now to be fair, the Republican party is not speaking in his favor, but they're also mm-hmm. not speaking against him. And the democratic party is, Oh guys, do you do something about it? Like he's being naughty, but like no one's really fighting it. We all know that Matt Gates is a predator and a shitty person, but he's not really getting in trouble for it. And it's because the, the, the Democratic Party is pretty famous for being weak against weak, weak when it comes to punishing. And when it comes to like, you did something wrong, like, say you're sorry. <laughs> they, they really don't really do much. Um, Maybe historically. And- even now, even now with things like they, they like right now, they have a clear high member of the GOP who has done wrong and no one is actively pushing hard to put them under. 
they're just like they're putting the they're putting the newspapers out, they're putting the media releases out, they're saying like, oh, he did something naughty, but like let's let let's let the judges do what they have to do. Like, no, fuck the judges. Like, let the whole world know what he did. And like, even now, when I said Matt Gates, you kind of had this questioning look of like, wait, who's that? Like, what? Why yeah, I have no idea. Name? Like, this this should be a huge story, and it clearly is not because the wrong people hate him. If vengeful people hated you, you're out. But isn't the isn't the Democratic Party like the woke? Democrats aren't they the ones who are doing a lot of the canceling of people? Uh, I I I don't. Mm, okay, so I think when it, I think a lot of it is they're canceling. Canceling what a fucking dumb word. They're canceling neutral people, but if it's too far left or too far right, they're like mm, your own people have to be the one to cancel you because okay. The, the listeners of Carrot Top had yeah. to be the ones to cancel Carrot Top. Because if they don't cancel him, he still has a, a, a listenership. The readers of your book have to be the ones that cancel you. Because if they don't cancel you, you will still exist. So it has to happen in your circle. And they're doing it, you know, Democrats or whatever, whoever is doing the canceling, is they're doing it in their circle. And sure, it's, it's affecting them in their moment, but it's not affecting the broader picture. Because it's not actually them canceling someone doesn't affect anything that happens on the right because the right hasn't canceled them yet. I see. I see. But the other I way ju- around, the other yeah. way around, if it happens on the left, then the left will cancel them. They'll say, "Okay, you're canceled. You did the thing wrong." But also, the people on the right, being more vengeful, oh, you did something wrong. Fuck you, and they'll cancel you. I think that's where we're at now. I think it's just going to get more and more extreme where everybody's going to have so much stuff online that it's not going to just be like child traffickers or predator, sexual predators or whomever. It's going to be, they're going to start narrowing it down. We're going to start going for people who said, you know, the N word at church a couple of years ago or whatever it may be. And then we're going to start getting. <laughs> what a bizarre example. Start, Again, and then we're going to start going for yourself, not speaking for yourself. Yeah. I've definitely never done that. I never did that in 2019 on June 15th, but um, I, I'm just throwing it out there that it's going to be it's the the uh, threshold to get get deplatformed, whether symbolically or literally, is going to be lower and lower and lower until we're just going to have to figure out the next step. That's my hypothesis. I also think that the whole I don't know. It's dumb talking about cancel culture. Cancel culture is uh, a very worn out subject topic. And maybe it deserves to be worn out. What? Maybe it deserves to be worn out. Maybe it deserves to be interrogated enough. Yeah. I think it, I think it's when you call out these issues and it becomes the norm, it no longer becomes like aggravating to your mind. So like, Oh, okay. Well, another person did something. So like, okay, that's fine. And yeah. like, I think it takes more and more, you have to get more and more wild to get canceled. Um, and something that happened 10 years ago would have been a lot tamer than it is now. I think hmm. you're right. I think it is progressing to getting the people who are getting called out now are doing things so far and beyond. Again, Matt Gates, text proof, 
document proof of a 17 year old and i don't 10 years ago if a congressman was just like oh that girl's cute you're like what (laughs) you can't say that and um it's it's gotten uh it's gotten too gotten too timid we're 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 too used to it now Hmm. so i was saying the exact today man yeah yeah i was i was kind of saying the exact opposite but I, I, I hear you. I, I was saying that the threshold is going to get lower where you would have to do, you're going to have to do less in order to get deplatformed or whatever it may be. I, I, see, I think that's, I think that's the, the wrong thought. I think, I hope it gets to that point. Like, I, I hope that we would rather get to that point where everyone is called out for like their dumb bullshit. But right now when it's getting to the point, I think it's to the point where it's just like, you have to meet a new bar. You have to meet a new level of failure. Like we've already seen the guy who had, you know, who killed seven people. Like if that guy, if that guy only kills six people. Like, oh, okay, well that's that's sad, but it's not the worst thing. But like, oh, that guy killed ten people. Oh shit, that's the bad guy. Like hmm. it's you have to reach this whole new level of atrocity to get that type of fame. Oh, interesting. Like the school shooters are trying to outdo each other. Like, oh, you killed twelve. I'm gonna try and kill fifteen or whatever. This episode is hey, seven. Uh, yeah. Do you, you see anything funny this week on social media? Yeah, I actually <laughs> that had one that it. Perfect, perfect, seamless transition. Yep, 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 yep. I did actually have one and I remember it. And now I'm typing in Beaver's dank memes because I can't remember. <laughs> because I can't remember what it looked like. Okay, I um, can, I just, it. can I just describe it to you? Um, I love it when you describe me memes. Remember okay. the Russian chess meme you described me? Well, I could at least show that one. Yes. Okay, here's this meme. Spider-Man. Who's the bad guy in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies? Uh, James Defoe. He played the, he green, played goblin. the green Goblin. Uh, it's a picture of him right when he turns into the Green Goblin where he's got all these electrodes on his forehead and he's like gritting his teeth like... And then the caption says, um, the caption says something like beavers when they see a body of water with free, with free flowing movement. That one actually made me laugh out loud. That's pretty good. I like, uh, I like the, spe- the specificity of that one. Like someone's <laughs> out there looking at a water body and they're like, Ooh, if I was a fucking beaver right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, can I show you? Let's see here. Can you see her? Oh, you got a spacious little room there, man. Yeah. You got can so you much of her? a pad. What are you showing me? Are you showing me a dog? There's a dog in the corner. Yeah. Doll. Penguin. Penguin didn't hear me. <laughs> no. Uh, Penguin, what, what my, mean... my voice is going directly yeah. into your ear hole. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hold on. Try it again. Penguin. Ping. Penguin. Hi. Hey, penguin. <laughs> no, I don't think she's still sleeping. Right? She's so okay. dumb. Yeah. Uh, what I have, did you see? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good question you asked. <laughs> um, I have something. It's actually not a piece of social media. It's not a piece of art. Well. Nay, it was a piece of art. John Means, pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, mm. threw the first single no-hitter 
since 1969. April 13th, 1969 was the last time the Orioles threw a no-hitter by one pitcher. And John Means went out there on Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, threw a no-hitter against the Oakland A's. And I was, as an Orioles fan, I was ecstatic. As a baseball fan, I was bored because there have now been four no-hitters in baseball this year. Really? May 9th. And four, well, I guess one of them happened after John Means. Wade fucking Miley threw a no-hitter two days after John Means to make it four no-hitters on the year in, in the first month and ten days of baseball. It kind of takes a little bit away from John Means throwing the no-hitter, but um, in my heart, it's still a special moment. And what? Portland is happy. What's the record for most no-hitters in Major League Baseball for a season? For a season? It's probably got to be recent. It's probably got to be either 2015, there were like seven in 2015, or it may have been 2018. I know there was one in 2016. There was one in 2017. I think there were a couple shared ones in 2018. I want to say 2015. There were seven no-hitters in 2015. Uh, man, this is hard. Okay, hold on, hold on. The first black pitcher, the most baseball recent. Trivia, baseball trivia. This is where um, Brian's going to put in post production, like a, a musical interlude. Baseball trivia. Baseball. You want to like rap with it, Greg? One, two, three, four. Okay, 2015. It looks like 2000. It's hard. I'm, I'm just kind of eyeballing it here. I can't really get a specific answer to this. 2012 had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2012 was the most recent one with the high number there. Well, so that it is weird because baseball over the last, what, 10 years now, since 2012, has had years like 2012 that had seven no hitters, like 2015 that had six no hitters, but then also 2016 and 2017, both. Back-to-back years, one no-hitter each. I know they've been fluctuating with the ball a little bit. Make They made it a little smaller. I think that this year they made it a little smaller, and they made the um, – oh, God, what do they call it? The coefficient of – some. they had some weird – it's bounciness. It's the ball's bounciness. The coefficient of integer reaction or whatever, it's bounciness. Um, they made that higher and the ball smaller, so technically – they were going to make it harder, or maybe they made it less bouncy. They were going to make it harder than home runs, but ever so slightly. And they mm-hmm. drastically decreased like batting in baseball this year. People are batting like 230. Wow. Um, it's, uh, but 2017, when there was, you know, whatever, one no hitter, and 2018, when there was, I think, four or five, people were batting 260, 250. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the ball. I don't know baseball. I don't know anything. Greg, what do you know? I know you can, you can find, we're doing, we're experimenting with some short video clips on the YouTube channel. If you guys aren't already subscribed, follow us at Don't Shoot the Gingers on YouTube. We have some very interesting short form content coming your way with uh, lots of child sex trafficking. I actually have an idea. I don't know if this is going to go over well, but let me, let me throw this out at you. You know, uh, if you were to, if you were to Google search um, Pornhub.com. Yes. or um, redporn.com, or yeah. bra- browsers.com, yeah. or redtube.com. We got it. Got it. <laughs> Each of these web URLs 
has a category search and a filter search. And you can really filter down what you're looking for. Are we going to have that on our YouTube page at some point? Where you can we filter down. I want to hear these naughty gingers talk about taxes. I want to hear these naughty gingers talk about puppies. We have filtered at a very uh, rudimentary version of that where you can filter by ep full episode and you can filter by short clips. And that's all we have so far. I mean, it's weird to think about, but we have like 70 videos on our YouTube channel. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much the most popular thing in America. We have 16 subscribers, which like if you put 16 people in a room, that's a pretty, that's a sort of a, that's an amount of people. How many voted for, how many people voted for Joseph Robinette Biden this year? 20, 70, 70 million? 20, I think it's 70 million or something like that. So we, we're, we're, we're closing in. We're closing the gap. We got a ways to go, but I, we'll get, we, honestly, we'll probably get to that level before I get to my Instagram level with that 540,000 followers where you can find yeah. me on Instagram at Pumaravive, P-U-M-A-R-A-V-I-V-E-D. Greg, that is just a white screen. When you put a camera, when you put a phone up to a camera, it's just a white screen. No one sees what's on that screen. 16 subscribers. 16 subscribers. And I have eight followers on uh on instagram and i've yet to post anything so i am uh actually i'm sorry i'm following no i have more than that i have more than eight i think i have like 40 um oh. but i'm i'm doing nothing hold on let's let's do this before we end the podcast greg where can people well we already asked where people can find you this is my yeah. first time doing this isn't it have we ever done yeah. a podcast before nope thanks for watching episode 77 of don't shoot the gingers i have 41 followers nice